Trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat for Halloween. Better give a treat that's good to eat if you want to keep life serene. Trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat, trick or treat the whole night through. Little scalawags with fiendish gags can make it tough on you. So when ghosts and goblins by the score, ring the bell on your front door. Better not be stingy or your nightmares will come true. Am I so what? Are you like reading my mind? What are you talking about? Because your background, I just saw The Shining for the very first time ever. I don't have a background. You don't have a background? No. Nah. Mm, great. So I'm just seeing things now and I'm going to be really scared. What, what do you mean? Whatever do you mean, Aveline? Oh, I dropped something. <laughs> ah! Your chair saved anyway. me. I'm oh, sorry. There we go. <laughs> if, only, if only the people can see what we see. Yeah, no, that's up for them. They can use their imagination. Screw them. No one's listening. Anyway. We uh, <laughs> talk about more of that later, but uh, yeah, now if uh, for those who are actually listening, uh, my zoom background is a certain hallway from a certain hotel with two certain guests from the movie The Shining, and yeah, I did choose it because somebody told me that uh, uh, one of us watched it for the very first time. Oh, so you knew, yeah. You did this on purpose. Yeah, an ambush. This is an ambush. I walked right into it. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, being consulted with uh, the uh, Magic Mountain Scarefest next year, so I'm just preparing. Uh, so yeah, so there. Um, this is all I got. So they uh, <laughs> they have wasted a lot of money, and it's not much because it's again Six Flags Magic Mountain and. It's just a bunch of teens running that joint. Anyway, so you watched The Shining <laughs> for the first time, the Stanley Kubrick version, not the ABC TV movie version. And who di- and who directed that one? Be right. Who directed the uh, ABC Family or the ABC yeah. ABC Family? Uh, well, I don't know who exactly <laughs> yeah, the directed. Yeah, the Family Channel. Um, I don't know who directed it. I know that Stephen King was heavily involved in that version because oh, I, he did I, not I like the Stanley Kubrick version. I thought it was. Oh, I guess. I guess now I don't remember. I thought Stephen King actually decided to direct it, but maybe I think he right. wrote it. Yeah. Let's take a look. So, The Shining, nineteen ninety-seven, starring Stephen Weber. That's it from yeah. Wings. Um, <laughs> Rebecca De Mornay, Mario or Melvin Van Peebles, R.I.P. Elliot Gould was in that. No way. Gould. Gould. Uh, this, let me see, it was directed by Mike Garris, but it was written okay. by Stephen King. So he wrote it. He wrote the script for the for screenplay. It. Yeah, he wrote the screenplay for it. Um, he, uh, that was because, yeah, that was the big thing was that, that I remember that was like one of those things where like ABC went all out with this. Like, this is the week to watch ABC Sunday, The Shining, Stephen King's version. And on Wednesday, Ellen becomes gay. Um, I remember a commercial for that specifically. I'm not going insane. <laughs> that just is happens. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, so, Aveline, have you had any 
I mean, uh, pretty much your only shining exposure was with what? The Simpsons? They reference it on everything, yeah. including The Simpsons. So I feel like I got the main bullet points of the entire movie my entire life. So I kind of knew what to expect. The only thing I never seen, you know, them reference on anything was the lady in the bathtub. Yep. And that was the scariest part. For me. Yeah, old people are <laughs> scary when they're naked. Yeah, I honestly don't remember the scene. So when I saw it, I'm like, he oh, didn't wow. remember the scene with the people in the mask. Really? That quick, that quick scene. He was like, oh, oh with yeah. the bear. Yeah. yeah, you, would you think, didn't remember uh, that? Okay, yeah. I don't. And I've seen this movie so many times, and I don't know why. For the first time, that's maybe I was paying attention more because now I was interested to see how. It, you know, Avery. Right. Yeah. Because to me, this is kind of like a, a standard. I didn't know her her level of, okay, which you don't really... Like, honestly, I pushed myself to watch it. I never would have watched this movie, mm-hmm. honestly. So yeah. In I the really end, it wasn't... myself so to do it. it. <laughs> but it wasn't bad. It wasn't as bad as I thought. I, um, I mean, Jack is just... I still can't figure out if he's just a fucking asshole and was always or yeah. if yeah the house brought out the worst in him or like did he really just hate his wife and his life even before that <laughs> I, think, I mean i think essentially it's yes. a it's a it's also like a thing on alcoholism too i think if yeah. i believe correctly yeah. if i remember it but it's very much like somebody that he i mean yeah i mean it's he's always been an asshole essentially is that he's i think that's the intense of it of the movie and also just you know also the director being an asshole to Shelley Duvall. <laughs> um but oh yeah that's right yeah like he would scream at her non-stop just to get a performance out of her and she was just like I don't what do you want me to do um but yeah I think I think it's that's exactly what it is that's kind of just a form of addiction and what it can do to a person and I think the house did bring out who he really was or his you know, demons and everything coming out of them and such. Well, they uh, both yeah. had, it makes me think that they both had the, the shinning. Right, and the shinning. Was something, and this shinning. was something about the house that was drawing them in. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. It's one of those. Did you ever see uh, Dr. Sleep? I haven't, no. I heard it's really good. I heard it's actually yeah, I heard good better than because it is a direct it is a sequel to the shining and it's more of a sequel to the uh uh, uh jack the nicholson the, the book but i think it's also more of a shining of uh the the movie too right i, I did hear that they're kind of blending both and this yeah. would be like kind of like the child of both of the movies were mm-hmm. you know, combined because i think they did reference like a few shots from the original one but it, it's a it still seems like its own thing. Yeah. And I don't think I should go in expecting a haunted house type movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, was, I think he's hunting. Got its own. I think that the conceit is he's hunting vampires. Little uh, or, or little, something like the that. The little boy, the little boy is out hunting vampires or or that are trying to collect people with their with the shining shinning. Sorry. Don't want to be yeah. sued. Um or something yes. i don't know I, again i haven't it's seen it's more about people that things, have the yeah. shinning yeah, yeah, yeah and then yeah. again they realize that the hotel is kind of like a beacon yeah for some shinier 
like a hell mouth. Hell mouth. I'm trying to make these words. What? Like like a hell mouth, kind of like a, a, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer. What do you mean? I don't know. Um, I don't want to talk about it. So. Uh, <laughs> I no, I mean, Sunnydale, the, the, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer, they live in Sunnydale, which is uh, 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 like an entrance to hell, essentially. The, the town is built or uh, uh, was built above the hell mouth, which was like the uh, uh, entrance to hell, essentially, you know, kind of thing. The That's why. Or just a hell. Uh, if I remember correctly, like the hell. Well, no, no, because she goes to hell at one point to save Angel's soul. That was like third season. I haven't seen it in a while. I got to rewatch Buffy. But um, yeah, no, it, it still holds up. Fuck you. Uh, I not you. It. I'm talking to the audience. Oh, why are you so defensive? It was, it was to you. Um, <laughs> but you're looking at me. You're talking to me. Like, I, know. I don't know. Yeah, I know. And I, you I was... said no one's listening to begin with. <laughs> why got to rub it in my face, man? I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying, man. Okay. I'm paying sorry, Instagram sorry. $15 to run them for a week of pictures. And it, 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 oh, is that why I see it now sponsored? Yes. I took a picture of it. Uh, did I not send it to you guys? I told you. I forgot to send Yeah, I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, I forgot to send it to you. I'm like, wait, we're, we're sponsored? Yeah, I paid for it out of my money. And that's what it hit me. See, okay, I did hear right. <laughs> ah, well, I got it. So you got yourself a fan. <laughs> we yeah i got i got i got the one person i needed anyway <laughs> it's like i just it's like when it's it's one of those things where you where you apply for a job and the only job you get is the job that you already have the job offer that happened to me once i was like you know what i need a new job i'm gonna apply i'm just gonna put my resume out there and then my job contacted me saying hey do you want a job i was like i work here already what the fuck <laughs> And that's the only thing, that's the only job that reached out to me. So it's really just a kick in the dick, you know? Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, so Shining, overall, you a fan, Ava? I mean, it wasn't bad. I, it's better than what I was expecting. And mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I would watch it again. I might think about it. <laughs> Does it, does it, does it, uh, does watching this make you go, you know what, I'm going to want, I'm going to expand my ouvoir and I'm going to watch it other things that may, that I've always been kind of avoiding. Yeah. We had like a group of five and that was the one we settled upon. And I was okay. thinking about, you know, giving those other ones a try. Like, okay. What were the other ones? Let the light one in. I think. Yeah. And okay. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good one. I think she'll like that one. But yeah, yeah. she'll find maybe two parts <laughs> scary. But that's in the beginning. But I think towards the and, end. I and think. the other one. Okay. So for for me, it's not that I'm like scared of these movies. It's just because I don't know what to expect because I've never seen it. Obviously. Right. So I'm not sure. I do have like you're saying multiple layers of scaredness. Oh it's yeah, it's weird was... the things that wind up scaring me. So I just don't know what to expect. So it was that movie and Jennifer's Body, which I know is not scary. But no, again, you'll like that I movie. I don't know what to expect. So it's I'm it's a fun to watch yeah. those. Movies. That's a fun movie. That's a movie that um, 
uh, is getting a second look at. People are like, why did people hate this movie? And it was because culture sucked at that time. But um, it's actually decent. It's actually a pretty fun movie. It's not like, you know, the greatest thing on earth, but it's pretty decent. It got kind of lamb. It's fun. It's a fun movie. Yeah. We decided to go big with The Shining because we were like yeah. super in the Halloween mode. So yeah. that's why we settled now. And I'm glad. I, I'm, I'm glad I watched it. Yeah. I mean, I definitely like don't regret it or anything. I don't remember Jennifer's body being very scary in the sense of like fearful or anything. It's, I, I would say it's more if you can watch a, I Know What You Did Last Summer or a uh, uh, whatchamacallit, one of those Final Destination movies, you'll be fine with Jennifer's body. Yeah. Yeah. And this is something that we were kind of, I was asking her when it comes to, you know, October, she likes Halloween, mm-hmm. but uh, so we, I always go to horror movies. Okay, let me see what horror movies we can watch around this time. And I'm starting, I think I realized that Aileen doesn't like horror movies. Because horror movie, the horror movies that, well, are claimed to be horror movies are the ones that kind of unsettle you. Right. She doesn't like any of that. So in theory, so by definition, she doesn't like horror movies. Right. Thrillers are okay. I like Halloween movies, but not You know, I think, movies. you know, I was... Knack <coughs> 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 them. Um, <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, I mean, I'm more prone to like thriller, if it's more of a thriller, for example. Yeah. Like, a, like I, I like, uh, like Halloween. I see Halloween. It is a slasher. It's the original slasher movie, but I see that more as a thriller uh, because you have the unmovable, unstoppable force coming at you. And it's not, it's more, it gives you the creeps instead of the scares. It gives you the more unsettling of like, and yeah, there are scenes where, you know, they, you know, stuff happens. You're like, ah, you know, but um, so I think like, yeah, I'm kind of like you in that area where it's like a more of a thriller type with the horror movie goes thriller instead of, slashy slashy you know because i mean at that point it's just like okay well you know you, 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 it, all it is at that point is jump scares and i i, oh, I kind of prefer she, oh i totally understand that yeah um i don't think i, I could say i'm not a fan of those either yeah the 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 jump the cheesy jump scares i guess yeah, it yeah. depends on at least new ones I'm, i guess i'm not a big fan of yeah um but i think as time goes by like you know, I would have never thought I would want to watch any Friend of the 13th movies. <laughs> you know, even when I was younger, I just thought like, oh, I'll just watch something else. Yeah. But now I'm like, okay, no. so much time has passed. I'm like, you know, I kind of want to watch. I've watched some of them and it's it just more of a nostalgic, you know, yeah. nostalgic. Right. Yeah, the feeling of like the 80s. Oh, they ate, like right. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I kind of feel like a cheesy 80s movie. So well, I think I- that's why... I mean, I had never seen Friday the 13th either. I I saw Nightmare on Elm Street growing up. I don't know who showed me that. I hate whoever did that. That scarred me. And now <laughs> that I just recently saw Friday the 13th, I'm like, you know, I actually wouldn't mind watching this every Halloween. Like you're saying, the nostalgia. And it's not as scary as the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Like that with the blood and the gore and the everything. I can't it's hard for me to watch that movie every year, even though it's super Halloweeny. But I'd rather watch Friday the Thirteenth now <laughs> because there's a campiness to it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like the over the topness to it. I mean, I think that's ultimately was because I remember as a kid thinking, like, especially growing up with like you know all the Freddy movies, especially because after a certain point, Freddy was a you know just 
pointed towards children going like hey it's like even though it's rated yeah. r it was all he became too he became too, too much party. yeah but right. but when i was a kid i always thought those movies were gonna be so scary they're the scariest thing but they're over the top and that's what to me doesn't make it scary it makes it like yeah like you said you can make it fun and campy and everything but i don't know it's like uh when i hear that like you know kill bill is very violent it's like well the first one like the first volume one it does have that campy over over the top violence where it's not as violent where i can watch it but you put you put me in front of something like a, a zodiac and i become very unsettled because it's very right. realistic very real yeah very, like, and, I, and uh-huh. again uh, it's more of a thriller which is exactly yeah yeah with, well uh, just yeah but the parts that are the scariest part those are horror elements like the stabbing and even though nothing happens in the ending of Zodiac, the has to basement, walk. yeah, the basement walk, yeah, yeah, no, that movie is. But that was shot like a horror movie, yeah. but yeah. because it's shot like a horror movie, it's not a thriller anymore, and that's why I think where it succeeds in that. Like, ooh, I saw that for the first time by myself too. I was so scared being by myself. I was like, yeah, that's not really a fun movie to watch by yourself yeah never, See, i just fell into it it was I'm, like i was such a i mean it, it's a good, i'm like it's a this great is awesome done it. it's a Fincher great who done it again <laughs> it's a great who done it but at the same time yeah. yeah it does it makes you unsettled like i remember watching that movie and seeing that that scene in the park where he's just stabbing that person yeah. just that's the, and it's just that's like the worst scene oh me. my god like Jesus, that was because there's no yeah. because there's no like there's no blood massive blood or anything so it's like oh wow this is exact wow okay yeah, I remember people similar, like yeah. I remember watching it in theaters and people turning around yeah. during that scene. That was very uncomfortable. And for me, I'm me, like, I, like uh, I when I think I saw it, yeah, it freaked me I out. Like, wow, if this movie's gonna keep <laughs> like it made me go, is this what it's gonna be like for the rest <laughs> of the movie? And the movie is long, it's like almost three hours long. Yeah. So um, but luckily, I mean, I mean, we get so movie. engaged by the story and the procedural way of like of him. Jake Gyllenhaal trying to find, you know, who this killer is, I think kind of distracted me and I forget about the scare, you know. Yeah, the the unsettling the jumping. Well, yeah. the, the thing is also with that movie, that, that scene particularly that makes it even more is that it's all in the daytime. Yeah. It's all, you see everything. You see everything. And there's another movie and I always bring it up, Midsummer. That movie is where they go to Scandinavia or a foreign country and it's daylight 24-7. There's maybe one or two scenes that are at night, but for the most part, all that movie is shot during the day. And it's, there's something about that because again, you, you know, during the day, you're safe. You're fine. You're fine during the day. It's at night is when you should be scared and everything, but then it's like, that also subjects it, you know, subverts it and such too with that stuff. Uh, So that's why also that scene was just so, because it's just you go to the park on, a, on an afternoon in the sun it's fine that stuff happens at night and instead it doesn't now well Bray, without spoiling it for for midsummer how is it how um do you think Evelyn will like it it's very unsettling it's a very unsettling movie then she won't do there's it. yeah there's I, there's I two saw... scenes there's there's two scenes that jump out that make it more a majority of the movie is what the fuck is this right it's like what the fuck is going on what the fuck is this and there's two scenes in particular that would make it uncomfortable that are just like ah what the fuck like one scene in particular um and 
another that happens uh, during the one of the few night scenes also becomes like oh wow but it's mostly again it's very like what the fuck is this <laughs> I, I mean i think we watched something where they were talking about a group of movies and that was one of the movies they talked about and just the little bit that they described it did not sound like something i would like yeah. so i was like mm-hmm. it's an a24 yes. <laughs> now thank you seats taken <laughs> um no it's it's an a24 movie so you know yeah. they, they 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 make the weird like right now the one that's out in theaters right now is about a couple that their sheep gives birth to a half lamb, half child. Okay. <laughs> so it's riveting. Um, <laughs> I told I told Samantha, I was like, hey, do you want to see No Time to Die or do you want to see Lamb? She's like, what's Lamb? I'm like, it's about a couple that suffers a, a, a stillborn death and then the sheep gives birth to a, a half sheep, half human. She's like, that doesn't sound appealing at all. Why would you even suggest that? I'm like, because it's lamb. Um, so Not we saw no time to die. See, I, I guess this lamb. is kind of where now. So we went to go see No Time to Die, which had no lambs. <laughs> Except for that one scene. Some lambs. But Except there's no lambs scene. in that either. No, there's butterflies, moths. There's moths. <laughs> go ahead, Edwin. Sorry. In No Time to Die. No. Oh. Moth. They're moths in Silence of the Lambs. Oh. It's on the poster. I thought you meant Mothman Popsies, which I don't think there are any moths. You know, I'm scared of Richard Gere. (laughs) Unfaithful. (laughs) I am an unfaithful. (laughs) Now that's a terrifying movie. That is that is a terrifying movie for other reasons. Unfaithful. Now that's a horror movie to me. Well, he's while this now, but you love it. Right. Yeah, I was so scared she, about the amount of times I jerked off to it. It was really frightening. But this is what what I find fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> I did it. You just ignored him too. That was funny. I missed all that. <laughs> I, I, was, I was about to say. Sorry, I was about to say. No, go ahead. I forgot. I was in my head. I'm so sorry. What was the bit, sir? No, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'll, I'll tell you later. I forgot my. <laughs> what God <else>? damn it. <laughs> I said unfaithful. I, I was so scared about the amount of times I jerked off to that movie. It was really frightening. Oh, right. Oh, did I? Okay. I did hear that. Okay. <laughs> I just, was I supposed to react to it? Oh, because you reacted to it? No, no. Can, no. Just, wow. She said, <laughs> can we move on? Jesus Christ. You're worse than the people that don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh, was I supposed to react to that? <laughs> was that supposed to be funny? <laughs> Because it wasn't. But you meant it as a joke. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, Son Fairflow is a story about Richard Gere. And he... Go ahead. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's basically how it goes. All right. <laughs> um... I honestly forgot. You were saying how it's like a really scary movie to you, and that's where pretty much where you stopped. <laughs> oh, then, you said yeah. that's a true horror movie for you. Yeah, it is. Okay, so we're moving. Because on. I mean, the movie itself—that's it's more of a real life horror because you think everything's dandy, and then all of a sudden your wife meets some hot French guy, and then he. <laughs> yeah, we, I guess and, for, and nothing. For... Nothing's wrong with the marriage, but yet she wants to bang this guy, and she does. Like for me, as what like growing up watching movies in the 90s my 
I, you know, my sister and my mom love Richard Gere. Like, oh man, they would do anything, right? Like this is the hottest guy. So I guess me growing up, like, oh, every girl loves Richard Gere. So watching a movie with Richard Gere in it, but he's the one that's getting cheated on. Mm -hmm. That was devastating. Like, like for me, I'm like, wait a minute. I grew up thinking that's what girls like, and this guy is cheated on, and he's actually a nice guy in the movie. Like a really good guy, and that's not enough. Yeah, very scary. I love the movie too. Like a lot of the times I'll watch it from the point where he kills the man on because be quiet. Because because of this I like Some this plotting. type of good. <laughs> Sorry. I like those type of random murders where you know it wasn't a it wasn't planned it wasn't a premeditated murder yes it's a crime of passion and just how those things happen and then what happens afterwards what what he decides to do you know just everything what happens with the wife it's all i love that kind of stuff that's the that's the part of the movie i like (laughs) but they band together yeah right the wife and husband yeah no, like toward the end. I mean, it, it's very complex, you know. I'm trying to remember. I just remember the last. Like, the for ending. her to even find out that she killed him, it takes her a, a while to find that out. So yeah, it's it's a good, it's a good ending. Like just again, watch the second half of the movie. It's all you need to do. <laughs> you miss all the good stuff with the beginning. Yeah, but it builds. No, no, it's a, you're right. It's a good movie from beginning. Richard Gere gets cheated on. Just never, never would have seen the day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It happens to the best of us. Well, besides that, I don't know how we got on that subject. I wasn't planning on talking about that movie. <laughs> Brian mentioned Richard Gere. Anyway, let's see. Um, Fucking listen. We, I watched um, one of my favorites, "What Lies Beneath." Oh yeah, that just that that was just released on Blu-ray, so so we had to see it. That's the uh, Harrison Ford movie, right? Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. God, Michelle Pfeiffer. Eternal Beauty. Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer. She really is gorgeous. Yeah. I want to be like her for the rest of my life. (laughs) You know who wrote that movie? Who's the screenplay author of that? Um, Coulson from the Avengers. Clark Gregg. Oh. oh, he he wrote it. He wrote that. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. A lot of Hitchcock references. Yeah, I it's love shot. The I mean, it's shot that way too, which mm-hmm. that's why I think. Yeah, I, the, the, I like the but, scene uh, in the bathtub with the ending with the shower curtain ripping. They totally pay homage to it. Yeah, I remember the first time not liking it. I think because it had like every single ending, like so many red herrings. And I guess at the time I'm like, man, this is sloppy. But now knowing what it is, <laughs> I'm like, okay, they're trying to do a throwback to yeah. talk to those type of movies. So it, it, it's fun. Yeah, like, I, I like the music too. It has a great, like, really good score. Plus, it's Harrison Ford being the bad guy, which at that time was surprising because he wasn't ever the bad guy. The- he was, he was the fugitive. He yeah. was good. Like, he was oh, always the good guy. Never. He was the president of the United States that told people to get off his plane. This time, no. He actually is playing himself. Yeah, exactly. Grumpy and doesn't know what he, what's going on. 
he actually killed that girl on set and they just rolled with it <laughs> it was actually a light hearted comedy it was a super romantic <laughs> comedy and zemeckis was like shit. Had to change it. shit we can't release this uh <laughs> i just let it i let it go on i just let it roll i put <laughs> i'm um, roger rabbit do you know who i am yeah exactly <laughs> I mean, I made that movie where the where the mother wants to fuck the son in Back to the Future, but that doesn't it doesn't matter. God, this is worse. It, I still love it. I love the movie. It's great. I think I think Back to the Future is a perfect movie. The first Back something to the Future. Bad happens. <laughs> if it has something, if something gets revealed about that movie, I'm saying this right now. I don't care. I'm gonna love the movie. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a that's a fan base still that uh, somebody brought that up. Is that Back to the Future is probably the one fan base that isn't toxic that isn't annoying that isn't in your face or anything about or you have to question it it's just one of those movies it's like yeah yeah you like it too you're pretty cool cool yeah and you don't <laughs> hate women no way <laughs> what else have you been watching it's a spooky season so i know you've been watching nothing but horror movies or thrillers till halloween no they're just halloween movies yeah well, that's I can't, I we can't say horror anymore. Fine, Halloween movies. What other Halloween movies are you watching? Did we talk about Psycho 2? Yes, we did last week. Okay. And thanks for listening. <laughs> I didn't put a check mark next. God, even the hosts don't even listen to the show. <laughs> Why do we do this? <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna lie, I haven't seen, I haven't heard. Okay, that's true. But I, I do normally listen to them and I enjoy listening to them. I mean, during the episode. No, I'm just kidding. It makes me laugh. He's talking about right there. <laughs> yeah, right now, we're not. Oh, I'm listening. While, while we're recording, I'm not listening. Monster House is playing. You heard. <laughs> God, Brian, you're being a real dumb dumb today. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. So what else? What else have you watched? What what else? Uh, we watched um, the Leopard Man. The Leopard Man. Yeah, I it's a, in, like the black and white. Yeah, nineteen forty-one. I'm thinking of the Puma Man. Sorry, that's a Mystery yeah. Science Theater three thousand <laughs> thing. That oh boy, the Puma Man. It's horrible. So the Leopard Sounds Man. Great. Oh God, the Leopard Man. It yeah, could leopard. have been a rip, a rip a rip off of this movie. You never know. What is the Leopard Man about? The Leopard Man is about um, this. So this rich woman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't really know how the beginning ends. Okay, let's stop there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I was going to interrupt and then I changed my mind and then I... <laughs> oh, you're expecting Brian. So the movie is no, no. about this leopard that actually get you know, escapes. Okay. And um, there's a series of killings. And uh -huh. then once they investigate, as you know, the movie goes on, they, um, they realize that, oh, maybe this is uh, a leopard is not doing the killings. Maybe it's a leopard person. man a man uh, was trying know, to make it look, look like, like a leopard <laughs> killed them so again we're talking in the time where in the, in the 40s there is no slasher movies that's right. not a thing yet so this is kind of like kind of like a beginning like even when they talk about 
there's a scene I believe with the policeman where he was saying like could you imagine a man who's actually like hunting and killing for sport and you know basically like talking about a serial killer and then he even says something like well yeah of course it's possible like haven't you heard of Jack the Ripper you know like you could tell it like you're saying slasher is Unheard like the, of. Yeah, it's such a weird thing to yeah, me no that believes. it yeah. didn't take until 1978 yeah. to have like a slasher movie. Yeah. Because like it sounds like this one was right there, but they just couldn't get to it. Like it's so weird to me that that happened so late. But yeah, the 70s one, especially. It's very well done because it's shot like a thriller, like like, like Halloween. Yeah. You can tell there's influences there that no, I'm sure the I mean, filmmakers, it, it but really, really is. is a good horror movie. Yeah, there's I, no blood. It's all done by the black and white photography, creepy shadows, creepy sound there effects. There is blood. Remember the blood? I was like, see, there's blood there. Oh, right. But <laughs> That's it, the best But again, it's black and white, me. so it doesn't count. <laughs> it just made it, that scene so much better. <laughs> oh, you know what scene it has, Brian? You know that, I'm sure you've seen it in cartoons where um, someone gets locked out and they banked, they try to get in and then there's a, a um, underneath them, um, the crack in the door, blood starts spewing out. Okay. You know what scene I'm talking about? Do you know that image? I mean, I can, I can think of that image. I don't know what it's from. Uh, Besides Leopard in Man. The Simpsons. Probably, no, like, yeah. In probably. The Simpsons, in the Treehouse of Horror, the, what is it? The Hansel and Gretel? think they have that scene oh no when oh. they make fun of three the little pig or the angry bears oh okay yeah yeah, come yeah, in, yeah and then like you see blood coming through the door yeah 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 okay there's a scene <laughs> like that and i think it's based on that probably i, haven't seen that. I also the, that reminds me of a thing i saw on uh conan o'brien where Somebody had a, he's all like, I got a, I got, I got the Barry Bonds baseball or something. And then Conan O'Brien's like, ha, 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 we're just kidding. That's not the ball, you idiot. And he's like, oh, and he goes off screen and then you hear a gunshot and then the ball rolls off onto this. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Sorry, that popped into my head. <laughs> what was God, the movie? We, that was from Conan, Conan. O'Brien. Conan. Oh, sorry. I thought it was a movie this whole time. <laughs> sorry. I said Colonel O'Brien. Yeah, you times. didn't say that. <laughs> I. <sighs> like, he's not on it today. I'm sorry. Yeah, today. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, you're right. you're right. You are right about that, sir. <laughs> sorry. No, he's just like our audience. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Leopard Man. Leopard Man. Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> I, I recommend it. It's a good. Or I would say a horror. It's a good little thriller. Yeah. But it's 1940, so it, it. it didn't drag. The pacing it, is good. It had good pacing. It didn't drag at all. I was captivated the whole time. <laughs> it, well, that's all you actually, can ask for, you know, in a, in a, especially in those older movies. Like, yeah, the females do. We, we also watched Cat People, which we've seen before. And to me, out of the two, I think Cat People drags way more than leopard the leopard man. man did again there was enough thrilling there was constantly like a moment a moment of the murder but in cat people it takes so long to even get to like the whole cat murdering moment. people so yeah like i mean it's two different cat stories as well but. 
yeah, because cat people kind of they treated it like a werewolf story, right? But a like, female uh, turning into a cat right. because trying it's supposed to represent her her belief her, that for her sexual all the evilness, too. yeah, you become all the evilness in the world, yeah. which is represented as a cat if you she's give like, in to I'm, those temptations. Exactly, she's like I'm horny, but I can't give in because I'll turn into a cat and kill, kill you, you after <laughs> I sleep with you. <laughs> So it's like 40 days and 40 nights. Yeah, it's like disturbing behavior. Josh Hartnett can't jerk off or he turns into a cat person. (laughs) That's a movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, something like that, actually. Cool. Nailed it right there, but cool. It's cool. And we also watched The Burbs. Oh, The Burbs. Yes, I watched that as well. I think that's kind of a thing. I also, before we get into the burbs, uh, I'll talk about some stuff I've been watching slash reading. I uh, sat down and watched uh, because of a podcast, Podcast The Ride, The Second Gate. Uh, They sat down and watched uh, uh, The Muppets Haunted Mansion that can be found on Disney+. Plus. It's entertaining. It's like 45 minutes. And uh, yeah, it's Muppets. If you like Muppets, you'll like it. It's fine. Um, and plus, it has some really cool kind of things with Haunted Mansion too and whatnot. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's entertaining. So if you like, uh, if you want like a little fun Halloween thing, boom, there you go. Yeah, I did want to watch that. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's it's it was it was surprising how much I was like, oh, okay, this is entertaining because disney's track record with muppets they don't they don't know what to do with them and the only it's kind of obvious what they should do with them which is just just make a muppet show just make the muppet show just redo it you don't have to update it for like you know 2020 or just do the muppet show with new guests yeah that's That's all you need to do you have disney plus that's all you need to do you don't need to make movies or anything just do that and they What's also the- need to bring it back to California Adventure. I want to see the Muppets <laughs> 3D show. I want to see the beaker cool display they had right in front of the ride. I miss mm-hmm. that. I miss the Muppets a lot. That was a fun, that's a fun, that's a fun little attraction just because <laughs> that was also Jim Henson's last four-way into the Muppets and everything. He directed and wrote that before he died. It's actually fun. It's not funny. I love it. It's uh it, it, Frank Oz has always said that he thinks the deal with Disney killed is what killed Jim Henson because Jim Henson was talking with Disney to take over the Muppets because he wanted to do other things. He had his time with the Muppets. He wanted to explore other options and everything. And the meetings with Michael Eisner, he just wasn't built for that. And Michael Eisner kept harping on, hey, you know, I can't wait to have Big Bird in the parks. And Jim Henson would be like, you're not getting Big Bird. Sesame Street isn't part of this deal. It's its own thing. You're never going to get big, big bird over my dead body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Eisner killed him. No, uh, and it just, it just, <laughs> it took a drag on his body and everything. And essentially, yeah, I mean, during that time period is when he died, he got, got pneumonia, didn't go to the doctors and just died. Um, but uh, yeah, it, 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 so it's kind of, and then all of a sudden, I, Eisner's last thing was, to get the Muppets finally. That was one of his last big acquisitions before he left or he was voted out was he got the Muppets finally and Disney's just like, I don't know what to do with these things. Uh, It's not quite a mop. It's not quite a puppet. What is it? (laughs) 
Um, I don't, you know, as you're describing it, it kind of sounds like it's a wonderful life. And in what way? In the way that, so Jim Henson um, is, is it Bailey, George Bailey? And George Bailey doesn't die at the end. <laughs> no, but no, he doesn't. No, right. No, but isn't there a version, the dark version of this story where he does die? Well, yeah, yeah. The last 15 minutes of that and movie that's is just is just right that's why it changes but jim didn't change he died i don't know what you're talking about well because then disney is potter or the bad the, the god that's trying yeah to i mean yeah it's, it's 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 if wonderful life no okay all right sorry i just i don't know what you're talking about then never mind that i expect a powerpoint presentation next week <laughs> i guess and i should come no. ready and ex and explain my my thoughts yeah, that's the whole point of a podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I didn't think I needed charts. Charts and graphs and okay. Anyway, watch Muppet Haunted Mansion or don't. Uh no. <laughs> you don't seem that excited about. You didn't seem that excited about it. No, I mean it's fun. It's a fun. It's exact. It's better than what I thought. Uh, it's not like and a Stone Cold classic. It's not like oh the Muppets are back again. It's just whatever and they did do a new show right they did something on there called and muppets they, now and it was very right like internet based type shit which is kind of what kept the muppets afloat for a while there was just internet things where it's like here's animal doing mama mia you know are doing a fucking uh, a bohemian rhapsody that was the big one that was the internet search and whatnot but um no, they like they, the the one the Muppets now. I only watched one episode of it, and it was very much like Skeeter trying to get the gang or Kermit trying to get the gang to do their thing. It's a lot of FaceTime video and audio stuff, and it was just like you don't have to do that. Like, don't try to modernize it. Don't try to make it. Just do the Muppet Show. Just a reboot of the Muppet Show, like they've been doing it this entire time. Have guest stars. That's one of the strongest part parts of the Muppets movie. The the Jason Siegel movie was the Muppet Show at the end of that movie and everything. Um, and I think you know, and with Jack Black in it and everything, I think there is a base that they could do that with. Um, but yeah, whatever. I mean, it's still it 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 was better than I expected. It's not like an instant classic or anything, but it's definitely worth a watch if you're a fan of the Muppets and everything. And then the one Check that came out. out a few years back, was that kind of like the Muppets, but doing like a broadcast TV show? Oh, the uh, the office. Well, that was more of a spinoff of like an office oh, type was it? thing okay. where it was like they're running like Kermit and the Muppets are putting a show for Miss Piggy, like a talk show, late night talk show like Chelsea Handler. And it was shot like a documentary style episode uh like from the office essentially where they were like the uh, camera crew walking them around and stuff and there was like it was just like i remember one episode dealt with how piggy and kermit broke up and it was just like why, why are you doing this like <laughs> just let them do sketches so, like it did lead to lawrence fish a funny lawrence fishburne which for whatever reason lawrence fishburne was chasing down kermit the frog to tell him he's an idiot and then running away and Kermit's just like what is wrong with you like but yeah that's the that only the good thing from that oh wow yeah that I that I remember is just Kermit driving around the lot and then Lawrence Fishburne would drive up and go hey you're an idiot he's like what the hell and he just speed off 
And then he'd come back like two minutes later, like, hey, man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. He's like, oh, thanks, Lawrence. You know, it's really great. And he's, I still think you're an idiot. And he just drives away. Uh, it's that's the only thing I remember from it. Wow. So, yeah. But yeah so, just would, a show. would you like it if they did 30 Rock, the template of 30 Rock, but with the Muppets? No, the Muppet Show. Stars? No, just do the Muppets. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Oh, the Muppet okay. Show. I'm just throwing it the Muppet Show. Just do the Muppet Show. You're fine. That's all you need. Hell, I probably won't even watch it, but that's what you do with it. You got <laughs> yeah, all these fucking, you, you, you have these fucking characters. You have the template already. You made a big deal about the Muppet Show coming to Disney Plus. Just do a Muppet Show. Right there. God, Disney. It's not that hard. Well, that's just too easy. Let's make them fucking circus acts. I also have been reading. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I really watched a lot, a lot of stuff. I, I decided to jump, uh, check out some uh, read up on some of the old Eternals comics from Jack Kirby. Read like the first six issues, and boy, that's a lot of words. But man, that's a lot of drawing as well. Jack Kirby really, he saw a blank canvas, and he said, "I'm going to fill that with everything I can think of," and he certainly did. Um, yeah, I kind of have a better understanding of what the Eternals are. I don't know if that movie's going to follow suit with that uh, premise and everything. Basically, that the Celestials came down to Earth and swiped a monkey and started doing experiments on it. And it came up with three different new races, which was the Deviants, which were like mistakes and everything. The Eternals, which were godlike creatures that would live forever. And then humans. And humans were chosen as the ones to inhabit the earth and Eternals to protect them from the deviants. Go make a movie. Um, yeah, it's really dense with a lot of words, especially, you know, I mean, it's from the 70s and it's Jack Kirby and you really like to talk. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's fun. We'll see what the movie does. I know that uh, currently it's people are saying that's like the lowest rated Marvel movie at 60% on Rotten Tomato. It's what critics or yeah sorry. critics well critics they yeah. haven't opened up audiences because nobody's seen it and they'll just get review bombed because there's a well, there's a there's a gay romance in the movie i guess and critics are yeah i don't really trust any critics those are weird it depends on who critics? it is i feel like there's so many i wouldn't know well i mean I, I i i have i have some that i will go to after i watch a movie just to see you know their opinion of it and also just their way of how they saw it and stuff like that i typically typically go into a movie without reading any reviews and there's you know some journalists i'll go to like uh, drew mcweeney i've brought up a couple times i've been reading him forever since ain't it cool news um he was moriarty on there but um uh yeah no i mean if if i'm like oh, i wonder what he thought about that you know just to get a different take on it and see what he saw and everything in it but I typically wait until after I've seen the movie or I just don't care. And I'm like, I'm never going to watch this. So I just will know something about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, I guess it, I'm interested in it cause it's something new. I'm, I guess I can say the characters are new. So it would be kind of nice just to see how Marvel does it with, I mean, they've done it before. Um, but I don't know why I find this interesting. Like, I want to like this movie, but yeah. Marvel that will 
yeah do something marvel like which i don't really like and if they're trying to go for like an art kind of like an art film i say actually do it and go for it but i know they can't yeah that's the thing this has to be for kids and and general audiences and stuff and yeah hit different so beats and stuff that. you're not going to get i mean everyone who was sitting there going like oh the the director of this movie who did Domad Land, she's going to really take it and make it art seems like no she's not it's marvel they'll never allow that you have to hit these points and there's going to be a cg slugfest at the end of the movie is right. it entertaining great that's all it needs that's all it needs but i don't think you'll see a direct i think the closest you saw to a director's take is Taika Waititi with Thor Ragnarok. Uh, his sensibility was probably the most seen from that movie than any other Marvel only, movie with a director. Because he made fun of the movies prior. Yeah, exactly. Which is not, you know. I'm not saying it's like, you know, a visionary take, but it, it, that's the only movie right. that I can think of that I can sit there and go, oh yeah, no, that director, I can see that director with this, this is a director's vision. I can see that's, clearly a Taika Waititi movie uh whereas you know like I can't think of anything else Peyton Reed, Peyton Reed. it's a Marvel movie but I can't tell it's a Mar- uh, Peyton Reed movie with that because look at you know bring it on and down with love and stuff those are you know distinct well down with love especially has a distinct style to it and everything with that that doesn't really come across but I mean, what do I know? I'm just brothers. Yeah, and Russo brothers too. Russo, but I can't. I don't. I don't think they have a style. No, they really don't. No, they don't. And that's also too. They don't hire directors with a lot of style. And if they do, they kind of hone them down. Kind of. I think the only one that actually you say Taika Waititi. Yeah, which he's a great director, but Shane Black I thought stood out. Oh yeah, I know Shane Black too. Definitely. Yeah. His moment felt like a Shane, like Aveline knew immediately was like hey this reminds me of lethal weapon like immediately said that and not knowing who the director was i'm like oh yeah that's exactly what who directed this movie yep no that, that no, that's all the other ones that's true i totally forgot about shane black but yeah no that is definitely a shane black movie with like you know voiceover and christmas and all that shit so definitely for sure yeah i'll agree with that i concede that was fun that podcast we did with shane black. yeah the shame black christmas um i also have i started reading a book called all the marvels where a guy decided to sit down and read all the marvel books from 1966 which is like twenty-seven thousand comic books um and it's just kind of him going through the years and seeing how the changes and if there's a through through line and that type of situation and just you know because it's you know he just said well this should be fun and like how he approached it how he did it and everything and so far it's pretty interesting it just i read the first chapter which just explains which how he just was like how do you do this you just pick up what you can and you know there's definitely rules like you know i didn't read any of the alf comics or the gi joe comics or anything because it is not marvel universe you know anything like that or anything like that so like those or the Conan or the Star Wars books I didn't read because it's not part of the Marvel Universe. So it's like from 1966 to 2017, and that's a total of like 27,000 comics he read. Um, so it should be, that should be interesting to read with that. But um, you guys, other than that, I uh, haven't really been watching anything else except for the next movie we'll talk about, which is Aveline's Choice last week, and that is... The Burbs, directed by Joe Dante, starring Tom Hanks. 
uh, Bruce Dern, Carrie Fisher. Um, yeah, the Burbs, Universal Pictures, 1989. I don't know. What would you guys think of the Burbs? Uh, a guy decides to take a vacation, a staycation, and he notices his neighbors are pretty fucking weird. And he's bored. So might as well find out what the fuck is up with them. I hadn't seen it in a while, but this was your first time, right? This was my first watch. So what did you think? Um, I enjoyed it very mm-hmm. much. I'm kind of surprised I never watched this as a as a kid. I feel like if it if I if I watched it, then I would have it would have been probably one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Um, I know it didn't do so well. I know no one really talks about it, but man, it. I always remember Corey Feldman. Yeah. Like, you know, breaking the fourth. I think I always just kept caught the ending, mm-hmm. just the ending of him talking right. to the camera. I, and just him saying, I love, I love this neighborhood. neighborhood. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, why? And I never found <laughs> wait, out. Wait, <laughs> why? So and cut never knew. many what years happened? later, I got to watch it and um, I loved it. Um, Tom mm-hmm. Hanks it was, you know, it's not like his best performance, not to say that he's bad. He's like the everyman, but I like character of him just wanting to stay home. So relatable. Exactly. I love a Tom Hanks when his character has just given up. Yeah. It just I doesn't totally care yeah. anymore. Like right after the first half or, or the second half of the movie, after he has that nightmare and he can't sleep. Yeah. And he's just <laughs> going through the movie silent and it's just him like sitting and what judging. is he watching? He's watching he's like Mr. Watching... Rogers. He's oh, watching yeah. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood the morning of. The dog's watching the na- the movie, and he's just sitting there drinking orange juice. And then just like, just how he's just silent from that point on and just reacting and just throwing beer cans and just getting annoyed because the neighbor comes over with another half cockamamie scheme. And Bruce Stern and the neighbor comes over and basically is like, you know, hey, Bruce we got to go Stern. over here. He is so he good is. in this movie. I wish he would have done more comedies. I yeah. love Bruce Dern in this. Yeah. I think, um, I feel like you always see this kind of character, especially in the 80s, but the whole militant, you know. Yeah, yeah, the military. Crazy, you know, like Walter from like, you know, yeah, Lebowski yeah, yeah. or, I mean, there's so many others, but I loved him in this one. I wish I could have, he should have done more comedy in his career. Yeah. I don't think he did that much. But yeah, like the scene great. with Tom Hanks putting, you know, the, the sardine on the pretzel and eating oh, it that sound effect the sound, the sound effect in him just she couldn't do she had to they, turn away they added this, this loud <laughs> sound and i have yeah. sensitive ears but so. for me what made me laugh so hard what was happening in the background yeah. as bruce stern's Stern's character like, starts like tap. like slowly tearing up like the drop yeah the, 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 wall the wallpaper and then just the like nothing thing? and tries to fix it afterwards yeah tries to like put it back okay they're so rude to their neighbors. They just oh, yeah. barge in and then start ripping his wallpaper off. It's just like, and just like, hey, what's in the basement? Like, just <laughs> why don't we go down there? Like, they're like the worst. But man, I had a fun time watching this movie. It, yeah. it was fun rewatching it because it's been really, really long for me. So it, there was a lot I kind of, you know, forgot about. And I think I actually remember this as a kid ending with them. You know, like, I guess I always thought, I guess I always forgot about the very, very end. I guess I always thought, like, they really weren't bad. It was all in their imagination. Yeah. You know, and I like that scene where, you know, Tom Hanks is yelling, we're not the bad guys. 
they're not the bad guys we are you oh, know we like, are. and he just like he just climbs into the thing and he just <laughs> yeah take me away take me to the hospital <laughs> yeah it would have been i mean it's like a good little message to us like how we treat our neighbors how we can be yeah. nosy how we could be over presumptuous so it's it's just like like a cute little timeless story for me well especially well especially during that time period because the 80s was such a i kind of mentioned it back you know a couple episodes ago where basically the 80s was a scary time for people especially white suburbia um because you know republicans wanted to stay in office so what do they do they make you scared of everybody and not trust anybody and you have to be scared of your own home and what's coming in you know to the suburbs where it's supposed to be nice and peaceful and everything and what's this this neighbor that does shit that's you know is he a foreigner who knows you know that type of thing so it plays up on those tropes especially too at that time and yeah it it was funny and like just how that whole thing was is how that ended and everything because i was like where are they going to go with this is this going to be supernatural because especially with joe dante like is this going to be supernatural is this some sci-fi element to it like what's what's going to happen and it just turns out yeah we just just kill people (laughs) (laughs) but i think i like that too though because that was i guess the point after his speech but yeah if you blink once though i it the whole um that the neighbors actually being bad happens really, really fast, really quickly. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like a minute long yeah. to the point where people can probably forget, like, oh, wait, did they turn? Like, you said it yourself, like, oh, wait, I didn't know that they turned bad because it happens so fast. Yeah. Like, you don't have time to, you know, do, do. my favorite moments are the dog because it looks just like my dog. And that, but more importantly, when they at the zoom beginning, in, at the beginning yeah, of the movie, they zoom they in zoom on him. the dog's eyes. I died. Okay. <laughs> if you love dogs, like, this is the movie for you. They yeah, did just... a lot of funny, they did a lot of funny parts with that dog in particular. And then the other scene I just can't get over is when they throw all the trash on the floor and the rest of the movie, you see the trash, trash on the street, in the middle cause... of the street. Nobody yeah. wants to pick it up. Not even the garage man. Yeah, the that garbage was the oh, funniest oh, joke With Dick Miller and then the other guy that just did, oh, doesn't even care about his job. Yeah. It was so <laughs> like I really think trash. you should come to this. I think you should come to this hotel seminar. It really gets you in touch with your feelings. Like, yeah, I don't care. I just want to do my job. Those and, then, and then runs and then jumps into the garbage and they're all throwing everything out. Yeah. He's like, the who's gonna, who's gonna clean? Yeah, who, who's so gonna good. clean this up? Well, you are garbage man. And he's like, no, god damn. And it's in the background of the movie throughout the whole movie. After yeah. that, you just yeah. see the garbage, garbage on the, in the side there. of this. Yeah, it's, it's still there. there. It's a oh nice little touch. I was that, laughing a lot, and the, yeah. you know what else? The scene too, where he's wa- he's like flicking the channels, and it was like Exorcist three years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Every, yeah, a lot of horror every, movies. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, and then when he dreams about this, the chainsaw coming through his wall, it's just I was rolling. I was in stitches. I I I really it really like again and again. I think it reminds me of just how funny Tom Hanks can be, and just as yeah. a great comedian that you don't see anymore. Which is a shame, I think. Um, just like when Carrie Fisher's like flipping through the book and she's like, So you think it's a satanic cult? Yeah. Yes. And, he, and he's like, He's yeah. just like, Yeah, well, that that is the theory. Hey, Tom Hanks says that shit. And I, it was funny because before this, I watched um, a few years ago, at, uh, Adam Scott had a bunch of adult swim specials called The Greatest Television Event Ever. And all it was was him and other people recreating scenes to intros to old 80s shows, which was like Simon and Simon. And one was Too Close for Comfort and the other was something else. And one of them was the opening to Bosom Buddies, which was the Tom Hanks show Mm -hmm. with Peter Scolari, who just recently passed. 
but um so it's adam scott and paul rudd doing the intro re a shot for shot remake of the intro to bosom buddies with those two and in the first like 10 minutes of the special it goes about like how they made this and everything it's a it's a comedy and everything with that and now paul rudd just goes into it all like where he just you know i'm in the 80s like i am i'm like uh daniel day lewis with this shit and uh he he like disappears for like three weeks and nobody can see him and they come on the first day and they're like has anyone seen paul and they're like well we got somebody to replace him just in case something happens and then all of a sudden paul rudd pops up and oh good okay yeah tell the extra that they can leave and a woman goes into an office and goes hey we don't need you anymore and the camera pans over and it's tom hanks like Mm -hmm. sitting there and he's like getting ready for makeup and he just has this pissed off look and he just like grabs his thing, he throws it down. And as he's walking out, he just tells the woman, fuck you. And just like walks away. And it was the funniest goddamn thing because you don't expect Tom Hanks to do that. And just the way he can do, again, he's, he's, he's today's every man. Like, I think he, it's a real shame that he doesn't do more comedy, I think. I agree. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, because yeah, this really shows it off and everything. Yeah, because I remember this movie being my cousin's favorite movie for a while and i don't i i never knew why or anything because i never saw it i mean i saw it years ago but i don't really remember a lot of it because it was always on hbo because it's one of those movies that was always right. on hbo oh, yeah. because always it's on tv because yeah. it's yeah, yeah. pg-13 you can play it throughout the day and no and yeah. they got it probably for dirt cheap and everything i like how also that the street that it was filmed on is if you've, you're a fan of old modern television, that's Leave It to Beaver's house. That's mm-hmm. uh, the Donna Reed show house. That's every like that whole street. And actually, the 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 house that Tom Hanks lives in is uh, uh, the Munsters' house in the Munster mm-hmm. show. But they uh, they redid it all and everything. So like that street's all you know very modern day Americana USA type situation mm-hmm. and everything. But yeah, but yeah, no, it was a, it was a nice surprise. So he you, so you don't surprise. have, but so you didn't grow up with it or you did. I mean, I watched or, it once years or like, probably like you where I caught bits of it, you know, if it was on HBO or whatever, I, I didn't see the whole thing from start to beginning. So this is essentially like, yeah, my first time to watch, sit down and watch it from start to beginning, which I don't know. I want, I know I praise Peacock for having a lot of, you know, stuff on their shows, but you can find the burbs on Peacock TV uh, with ads. And I, just could not I, I i had to rent it from like voodoo or something because yeah I didn't man it was i yeah no i don't recommend that i don't know why i, I don't know why because the account i have is a service a paid account so i don't know why i have ads with it <laughs> i already paid for the service what the fuck um what the fuck universal what's going on man um but uh yeah no definitely worth a watch i think i think it's a i think it's a fun little movie no, with that so great choice ava thank you you're welcome so scary not scary that's the parts where it's like ooh, what's creepy but it has that one guy who looks like a i don't know what a hillbilly cousin kid yeah. that you know it looks like a cross between <laughs> oh we whatever. did we, but we didn't mention this when the idea of him getting in the car driving to the driveway oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. The, the most unsettling take, thing take, where it's like yeah they're, they're like go to the truck getting the trash putting in the trash getting in the, the car, car slowly back, back in 
close the close the garage. That's right. That's <laughs> I've never seen that in my life. Like yeah. just it gotta be killers now. Yeah, I've never <laughs> seen anyone do that before. Um, I think the neighbor, the one neighbor, the fat one, uh, he, he at times got a little too much, but uh, I, it didn't ruin it for me or anything. I did like his reaction at the end of the movie when uh, somebody was like, hey, George, uh, your wife's back and your house is on fire. And he turns around <laughs> and he's like, my wife is back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that I think he's OK. I can see why you wouldn't like him. He is kind of the the annoying comic relief yeah. but we all have friends like that oh right? yeah what who's your friend like that Fucking oh, not sad. you I not know. you yeah then don't say it um <laughs> don't you say it uh people out there know <laughs> the truth is out there <laughs> fucking craig um <laughs> I don't know. I just said that name. It popped in my head. I don't know if you know it, Craig. And if you do, sorry, he's not listening. Um, so before we end the show, though, guess what? Last what? time I mentioned <laughs> that we have questions. And questions? And yes, we have oh. questions now on Spotify. Thank you for remembering and listening. Uh, so the uh, last <laughs> episode, which was actually, I had a friend who dot 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 uh, i asked the question what are some of your favorite childhood movies something you had to watch over and over again and we did get a reply we did get one answer uh the answer is yo this is the host and doing a test because i didn't know if it was broken or not um, and uh that's the only answer so it is working um so that's working I had another question on the last episode uh, titled in, uh, Insert Rooster Here. Uh, what was your favorite part of the episode? And no one's answered. Check back next time to see if anybody answered. So we'll see. Uh, so question of the week next week. I, I don't know what's your what's your favorite Halloween st scary spooky tale? <laughs> I feel like we're Listen. just so like not focused on what was my pick. The sequels that are not good. Wait, wait a minute. Kind of, but not bad. And then we just totally <laughs> and then we just totally abandon the idea and go with horror comedies. The second episode, and it wasn't really a horror. It wasn't movie. even a horror at all. Or it was a Halloween movie. Or a Halloween movie. So. <laughs> we did psycho too so we did we do did. psycho too so we yes. did one we did one we but then the one. next episode was just like yeah you know what let's go with the other one <laughs> abandoned the whole let's thing. abandon the whole thing because <laughs> shut it down i was supposed to do a horror comedy instead i did a thriller comedy i guess you could say <laughs> i don't even know what oh, to call it God. and <laughs> um the net the the uh, i'm gonna go ahead and ask the question for this one what do you want from us that's it what do you want let us know in the comments below just answer the question on spotify what do you want <laughs> i'm surprised it's just like what the fuck is like what? i don't want to curse just, what do you want from me, me? just what do you want it's like, what's what it fuck? to you <laughs> 
So go to Spotify and listen to the show and answer the question. What do you want? <laughs> you can also check us out on Instagram at Rewind, Replay, Record, where I'm paying for sponsorship. And uh, I paid $18 for that. And we got a total of 11 plays. So money well spent. I did it again. <laughs> I did it again for the next episode again called Inter- Insert Rooster Here. It's a play on words because uh, Ava said something about insert cock here and we can't say cock so I put rooster. <laughs> I had to explain it because nobody listened including <laughs> the two hosts. I paid $18 for that. We also got seven plays. I will wire you 20 <laughs> One of those plays is me at least twice to make sure the ticker was working and it is so remember to go to spotify answer the question what do you want and uh be sure to tell your friends and uh everything so guys do you have anything else you want to add or anything any other final things before we go off into the big blue yonder i worry for you now Um, quite a bit why? I'm fine. <laughs> okay. I'm fine. You know, I randomly got on a kick of sword fighting movies earlier this week. Like, I guess like, I've been watching too many Halloween movies. Like fencing or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What exactly. you, like fencing? I watched Zorro. What do you want? Fencing? <laughs> First night. fencing podcast now? Okay. And Three Musketeers. Which did you watch the Antonio Banderas Zorro? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah. That's a fun movie. That's that's a fun, a fun adventure movie. They uh, all had good sword fighting, the ones yeah. they chose. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, will do that next time. I guess I was in the no, it was a uh, first night. Maybe. Oh yeah. No, that's what it's called. First night. That's With Richard, Richard Gear. Yes, yeah. That one. Again, a theme. That's a, right. There's the thing. Lancelot. 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 Why, why are you sleeping with my lady? That's my Sean Connery. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I like to slap a woman every now and then, you know, just give her a good smack. Um, that's an actual quote. Uh, I actually, when, when, he, when, when he died, my mom was like, oh, I loved him so much. I'm like, really? He beat women. What are you talking about? And I showed him that, showed her that Barbara Walters interview and she was like, no, why why do celebrities suck? And it's like, I know. Aww. I ruined it. Yeah, I ruined it for you. <laughs> like you've ruined my childhood. Um, what do you want? Uh, all right. So uh, that'll do it for us. Again, go to Spotify, answer the question. I've already said it so many times, I'm not gonna say it again because it doesn't matter. None of this matters. Uh, check us out on Instagram at Rewind Replay Record. So randos can uh, like our pictures, but not listen to the show or even read what's on there. That should be a fun game. What's Brian going to put in the wording for the next episode? <laughs> yeah, I really should not skim things. I skim now. Get to the point. Skip to the end. Got it. 
Let's read what I wrote last time. We talk about the BBC's recent list of top 100 TV shows of the 21st century. The new Bond flick, No Time to Die. Some other stuff you won't listen to. Halloween Kills, some other stuff you won't listen to either. And finally, Psycho 2. Notice a theme here? That's right, it's spooky season. Be sure to check us out on Spotify where you can answer this week's question. The question is, what's your favorite part of the show? Can't wait for those answers. <laughs> Grab your toasted cheese sandwiches and headphones and listen to the goodness. Hey, I had a toasted cheese sandwich right before we did hey, the right. today. Way to listen. Um, I knew it. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, I've been trying to end the show, so I'm just going to do it now. Be bad, watch it, or do whatever. What do you want? <laughs>